Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. It is January 29th. Of course, we have the post-Royal Rumble show over on Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. It's all over our YouTube, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, all that good stuff. Also, uh, the NXT TakeOver post-show as well, but we got Monday Night Raw to talk about. But before uh, we get into that, Fightful is hiring. We're looking for either a full-time associate editor, or a weekday editor and weekend editor. Uh, it can be very, very time-consuming, as Alex will uh, will you know admit, but it would uh, have to do with posting photos, videos, creating content, being there to help us with articles during Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views. Uh, if it's a weekend or weekday thing, that would be dependent on the schedule in which you take. I have information pinned to my Twitter, at Sean Ross Sapp. Go check it out. Do not submit a sample without reading that, please. And uh, please follow criteria there. We're hoping to make a decision in the next week or so. But without further ado, I am joined by Alex Palowski. Yes. How you doing, Alex? I'm 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 doing okay. Uh, this this raw started out about as good as any raw can start out for me. And ended with me doing the whole, you know, meme of the dog on the internet, cocking my head and wondering what's going on. So fine, I guess we'll we'll, we'll play it slow. But uh, I, I love me some opening segment of this show. I did. I, I, I liked some of it. There was some of it like Sasha kind of stumbled over her words a little bit. But I mean, that, that'll oh, happen. I'm sorry. I forgot. That wasn't the first thing that happened. The second oh, thing that okay. happened. The was second like, thing that happened, not the first thing. I was the like, second <laughs> now, guys, my match ratings for this is as they are with every Raw SmackDown up the following morning. Uh, for pay per views now, I'm putting up the match ratings immediately following the show. That way, you all can follow along on the podcast with me as well. Opening segment: Oscar comes out, 
with Stephanie McMahon or Stephanie McMahon brings her out. And I thought Asuka for her, you know, English limitations cut a pretty charismatic promo. She's very good at that. Like if there was like, you know, I knew who Shinsuke Nakamura was before I knew who Asuka was. And if there was a female equivalent that could transcend from Japanese wrestling and not really need to speak a lot of English, I think she is a, a pretty fair comparison. But Stephanie tells her to pump the brakes that next or yeah, next month there will be a women's elimination chamber match, as reported uh, earlier by Fightful Steve Muehlhausen for Sporting News. What do you think about the idea to do the elimination chamber with the women? Personally, I'm pretty stoked for the idea. Sure, why not? I mean, they've done everything else. Um, eventually, eventually, they will stop having new historic things to do and start having to write actual good stories for the women and good feuds for them, as opposed to everything's building to this one historic thing that we've never done before. Eventually they'll run out of those. And this seems like, Oh, sorry to cut you off. This seems like a real SmackDown pay-per-view because you know how they love to keep all their women involved in like the main storyline at the expense of inequality. Like, right. I'm like, man, like I appreciate what they're trying to do in that regard. Like I see it. And I'm like, okay, that that might be better than like debuting the revival, re-debuting the revival and keeping them off TV for a month. But still, like, man, Tamina has been in a main event segment for like 70% of the last year. And I'm like, oh, so Raw doing that, I'm open to see how it goes because, uh, you know, we don't always get to see these women. We might go a month without seeing a Bailey or a Sasha Banks on yeah. TV. Uh, I am very excited to talk about Sasha Banks later in the evening. She comes out, she stumbled her way through this promo, challenges Asuka. We'll get to that later. A last man standing elimination chamber qualifier. Braun Strowman defeated Kane. This was really like not long enough for me to give a match rating to. I mean, technically it was a match. It was a last man standing squash match. Like, it started during the commercial break, which I noticed on this newfangled Raw with the, the white background and the Papa Roach theme that they didn't really use, except for, like, a background stuff. And then um, the there weird graphics. There was no graphics. intro. No, no, there was no intro. Uh, um, but also, um, there's all these new fun graphics for all the matches, which is really cool. But another thing that I don't think is very cool is that almost all of the matches started during the commercial break. That was weird. And like, I'm like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't know if I like that so much, especially since you're also having commercial breaks during the matches. So, okay. Um, but I was, I, I thought somehow that I had, I had lost the feed on my PlayStation view and I had picked it up late, but nope, I went back and no, no, I absolutely started during the commercial break. Um, but it was over before I even realized it was happening. Um, and oh boy, was it over. <laughs> For oh, for everything that happened on this show, like it, this was another Raw that, well, I don't want to say it peaked early, but as far as like, oh my God, then maybe uh, there was the spot in the Sasha match later, which you could say that too. So Braun <laughs> lifts up not just the, the, the announce table, but the entire platform that the announcers are on, throws it on Kane, gets him uh, down for, I guess it was a 10 count. The ref stopped it. He didn't even count. He didn't even count. He ain't getting up from that. Later on, we hear that Kane has crawled out of the medical facility and has not been seen since. 
whatever. I think it's a, an appropriate way to write off Kane. Yeah, at go, least go, for now. Go run for mayor. Um, we've we've kept you strong in that you were murdered and then survived. So I guess that's as strong as you can be. Um, He'll be back. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, we'll talk later about how this whole Raw ended. And considering how everything shaked out, I think this is your closer. This should have been the way you ended Raw because it was, like, nuts. And like, well, then you it? can't explain that Kane crawled out of a medical facility. It, really, you don't need Michael Cole saying that. You can put that on. You can tweet, you can tweet that out. And everything I was going to insinuate that he was going to do that anyway. But, yeah, exactly. I don't see him like sitting there, like getting his blood pressure taken. <laughs> yeah, but but the best part is after he's destroyed the stage and everyone's going, "Oh my God, Kane's dead!" Corey Graves decides to have an impromptu interview with Braun Strowman. <laughs> he's like, "Braun, what what happened? What what was going on?" I'll tell you what happened. I did my job. It was a last man standing match. Well, raw. How much better can that be? I mean, he, he he makes very good points, Sean. That monster Kane from Spain's trying to take my job, and I don't like it. <laughs> he he has a point. Happened? It's a last man standing match. Kurt backstage is like, what are you doing? He's like, you booked a last man standing match. <laughs> I, just, I just used a cheat code to get to the end. Like... Like, that's it. I mean, eventually, one guy is going to be beat to crap. Get some heavier shit, Kurt. <laughs> if, if, if you had heavier things for me to drop on him, it would have been over sooner. Like, I, oh, God. I oh, love man. You know, back when I was a kid, they cared about how they made, like, Tonka trucks and stuff. They were made of steel. Now they're made of plastic. <laughs> the the, ta- the announce tables are probably the same way. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like way back in Gordon Soley's day, you probably could you probably weren't breaking that table. I I love that that Kurt is like, what you know, like, well, you're right. I should have done even more. I should have killed him and then picked him up and killed him again. And I'll kick him up and kill him again. I'm gonna go to the elimination chamber. I'm gonna kill somebody there. I'm gonna pick up the elimination chamber. I'm gonna drop it on their heads, and I'm gonna go to WrestleMania. I'm gonna rip Brock in half. Oh! He does the the Howard Dean scream. Somebody says, how many more times can Braun destroy stuff until it gets old? I don't know. Let, let's try for about 300 more because I'm down for it. Like, I I, I, I can't imagine anything getting old. I can't imagine ever getting old. As long as they give him new things to do, he's already busted out a grappling hook. Like, there's all kinds of things that they could do now. I mean, just keep, yeah, whatever. Just waiting for him. <laughs> I want him to lift up the elimination chamber and like <laughs> shake everybody out of their pods. That's what I want. Oh man! Backstage, Kurt yells at Braun, as you said. Braun isn't having that. Like whatever semblance of control that Kurt Angle had over Braun, as we spoke about around Survivor Series time, that's gone. The favors are used up. Yeah, they they are just they're done. Another Elimination Chamber qualifier, Elias uh, versus Woken Matt Hardy. Elias picks up the win. I couldn't believe we were 45 minutes into the show. It flew by, and then it got real slow after that. Matt Hardy gets his arm worked over on the ring post. Some back and forth before Wyatt's music distracts Hardy, allows Elias to hit drift away for the win. 
Wyatt laughs at Hardy. This is dumb. Like, I, I'm disappointed in, in Matt Hardy. You'd think that with his, you know, elevated consciousness that's been, you know, alive for 3,800 years or whatever he says, that he'd understand what a distraction is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, not the music of my rival. Yes. I must look everywhere for him and not at my opponent. Um, that he this guy was that. Steve Austin's know. first WWF match. He's been around the block. Broken, repaired, woken, <laughs> sleep. He knows the drill. He's been here. Yeah. He should know better. Um, yeah, like I said, they're doing this thing. It's going to continue. They're going to have a match at Elimination Chamber. They might have a match on the Mania pre-show. Like, this thing's just going to keep going because they, they don't know how to, like, here we go. Here's Here's chapter one. Chapter two, chapter three, until we get to the end. They just tell chapter one, and then they chapter they tell chapter two eighty five times until they get to chapter three, which is the end, which is the blow off match. It's just yeah, it's it's stupid. And I mean this this Elias match and Matt Hardy they left a lot to be desired. It, it was just there. I am. I will say I am super happy for Elias for being one of the six dudes in the elimination chamber match to get a shot yeah. at, Bro- at Brock. He's not going to win it. But that's amazing. If you told me when he debuted last uh, after Mania last year that by a year from now he's going to be one of the nominally top six dudes on Raw, that's pretty awesome. Oh, had you told me that during his NXT run, I would have been like, ah, that son of a bitch, that guy. But, I mean, Triple H has said it in an interview. He looked at Elias and he was like, I knew he was not going to work out in NXT. And by then they had already debuted him. But since then they're just like, we're not going to put, like, Mandy Rose. They signed her to a five-year deal. There was never a plan to really put her on NXT TV any sustained amount of time. With Elias, I think he got enough of a familiarity to where people knew who he was. And then everything since then has been all him. All, and, and one of the things I like, his in-ring work isn't necessarily on that level yet, but he's he's working to improve. And you can see it whenever he tries new things all the time, and that I can appreciate. We get a phone promo from The Miz backstage. Now, I saw a promo for the Mixed Match Challenge that Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch cut where Becky Lynch was talking out of her car window. I'm expecting to see, like, Nia Jax driving down the road with... uh, Who's her Mixed Match Challenge partner? Uh, Apollo Crews. With Apollo Crews just trying to keep up with her and them talking. Because Kevin Dunn's like, well, well, that worked. That worked. Let's do that. Because that's the entire reason these phone promos exist is because Kevin Dunn was like, "Oh, Mojo did good, so I'm gonna, I'll do it better." Right, hot dog. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned before, the phone was not the good thing about that promo. The uh, did you see the Bliss and Braun one in the parking that was, lot? That was awesome. Where Bliss was wearing a, a one of Braun's shirts, literally like a triple XL. Yes. It was just it was a dress on her. And he's like, okay, we're going to start you off small, lifting up things. Here's this car. Lift that. But you got to get at the fulcrum. Get to the fulcrum and lift with your knees, not with your back. <laughs> it's great. I, I, like, I imagine that, that Braun would be able to tolerate her because he's oh, yeah. like, you're my project. <laughs> you are small and I shall protect you. It's pretty good. So, um, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Reigns in this match, it's Roman Reigns versus The Miz. The Miz emerges victorious. They have really good chemistry, I think. Reigns no-sells a couple of strikes, then drops The Miz with an uppercut that Miz just sells perfectly. Uh, went really great. After a clothesline to the outside, the Miztourages ran off, and then the ref has to remind Reigns that a chair shot is a DQ. Like, there were some people I saw that, that kind of liked that Reigns is always tempted to do this, but I think it kind of makes him look like a moron. And, am I alone in this? What what side do you fall on in this? I know that you hate Roman Reigns. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, well, I mean, this this is only part of that, but they've written him to be that stupid. Yeah. Like, I, how 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 can I root for a guy who's like, you know what I want more than anything? I want that intercontinental title back. I'm going to come and I'm going to get it. And you know how I'm going to get it? By getting disqualified and therefore losing the match. Like, like there, if, the, if he actually has that much of an anger management issue that he, that he goes blind with rage in the middle of a match to the point that he forgets that if he uses this foreign object on his opponent, he's going to lose the match and therefore the title that he prizes above all. If that happens to him in the middle, the dude needs counseling. Like, like so, no. I mean, I think it's fine for your for a guy like Braun to have that as a character trait, but not for this guy who's supposed to be your top dude. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it's fine or whatever, but it certainly isn't helping matters with with Roman Reigns. So uh, next week, I fully expect Roman Reigns to get his win back in a qualifying match, non-title, over the Miz. Yes. I'm sure that's what's happening. That's what's happening, yes. That's my guess. I'm not reporting anything, guys. It's been happening lately where I'll I'll forget, you know, making my opinion, and somebody will be like, well, you said, you said that the XFL was never coming back. I didn't think that Vince McMahon (laughs) would do something that stupid again. Right, right. There you go. Reigns breaks the count out, and as he breaks the count out, he was like super dickish in doing so. And I, I mean, I like it; it fits what he's doing. So whatever. But then he gets thrown into the ring post. He sets up a spear later, and Miz hits a great chop block. And this is where it really picks up. There were it kicks into a power bomb attempt, into a sunset flip, into a figure four on that injured knee. That was just back and forth. A great series of counters. Miz's facial expressions were great. Thumb to the eye, skull crushing finale. I bought that as the finish. Miz or Reigns kicked out. Superman punch gets the two. The crowd is cooking. The Miz Taraj are back out and they get beaten up, but Miz rolls up Reigns for the win. This was a good match. I mean, between these two, I would expect it. They, like I said, they have good chemistry. I'm ready to see the mandatory title rematch go away. Like, if this is. Like the mid, if if Roman Reigns had like a year long reign, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, yeah, give the man a rematch. Give the man a rematch. It's like in UFC or boxing. Like if if some guy didn't defend his title successfully and didn't hold it that long, probably yeah. not getting an immediate rematch. Yeah, well, this is also Roman Reigns we're talking about, and he and John Cena can just walk out and say, you know what I want? I want a title match, and they go, yep. Yeah, but I mean, that's all within storyline, and I am sure that within storyline, they would like to not have to have the excuse to beat Roman Reigns again. Right. No, that's absolutely true. You're you're absolutely right. Um, the thing about this was funny was this was around the time where they had decided, hey, let's just reconstruct the announce table for the commentary guys um, at ringside, even though there wasn't a place for it, and it was like no room 
and it was like maybe 36 inches between that and the actual ring, maybe even less than that, 24 inches. I should have just brought like a Fisher-Price table out. So, so here's my deal. I think tonight with Braun Strowman is the way they've written off that being the place where the raw commentary desk is. <laughs> they, I think they already hate week, it. Yeah, they hate it. They was like, everything else has been rebooted. They've got a new logo. They've got new graphics. They've got a new song. It's time. We're going to we're gonna move that down off of there because I think they really hate ha- guys having to drag somebody all the way up the ramp to put them through the table because well, that's, would, a, that's a standard, you know? Also, I would not doubt that a couple of weeks ago when they were at ringside, maybe Cole or Graves or somebody said, hey, uh, it's way better down here. If our <laughs> monitor goes out, we can see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's that's going to be the case next next week. Don't be surprised if you see the announce desk starting out right down there by ringside. The Revival defeated Heath Slater and Rhino. Slater gets his work leg worked over. Rhino briefly comes in and is on fire. I'll say this, Rhino is not the one of those two I would have picked to take the shatter machine, but it all ended up okay. But uh Rhino is he's been eating the cheese and crackers. <laughs> been on that diet cheese and crackers <laughs> he's he's added i think some salami to that cheese and crackers right there yes, he um is. he's a big yes. boy um he's still over like the crowd still loves him from well, they're in philadelphia, philadelphia. They should. But, but still elsewhere he is uh i i always have loved that the shatter machine can be given one of two ways to a smaller dude it winds up being right in the teeth and to a bigger dude, it knocks the wind out of him. I think it's really cool that you could base that, that Dash gets his knees to a different spot on different guys. Um, and listen, I incorrectly incorrectly predicted the untimely demise of the revival um, at, at Raw twenty five. They they were in that death spot, taking the finishers from the old guys. I thought it was going to be the Ascension all over again. To their credit, they cut a great promo after that. Uh, night last last Monday, they won at the pre-show. They won tonight. They're cutting good promos afterwards. I think they're keeping them strong because who knows that that tag division is so thin. You got you got Titus Worldwide later in the night getting a tag team title shot. There was so, there was no Seth or Jason Jordan tonight, was there? They were not on the show. So um, I, I Jordan's been nursing an injury. Who knows what 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 where that's going? But like you got to have the revival around and, and a viable tag team because who knows if they'll be pressed into service as part of an actual title program. And let's hope they are because again, they're the best tag team on the planet, in my opinion. Charlie Caruso doesn't know who the Grand Brothers are after the match. That's good. Which that was that was I think the perfect thing for the revival to say, like something like that. Then they cut a you people promo about Philly fans. Wasn't that bad? But I would like. I would to... love. Go ahead. I would love to see something in the future where they keep they keep tricking her, and eventually they make up a tag team that doesn't <laughs> actually exist, and then really get on her about it. That would yes. be hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! Oscar Sasha Banks. This was a fun, fun match. A scary match as well. I liked Renee Young interviewing Sasha in gorilla position. There was another yep. change that I like. Like, why not right there? Yeah, I, I love that. I think that should be a, um, a standard thing that you do that at least once every show before before the match. It's a great thing. The their music starting as their cue to leave the interview 
That was great. They did that with Kurt Angle a little while ago. Like that's a really cool way of like a convention to get out of the interview. They've cut down on a lot of the awkwardness as it pertains to promos because for the jokes that I make about the phone promos, you don't have some just dumbass interviewer standing there like <laughs> Oh, or in the oh. case of uh, Mike Rome or Tom Phillips standing split-legged trying standing to Standing split-legged. Yeah. Also uh, Charlie Caruso coming out there to address the revival. That's something I've often said like when somebody just grabs a mic and they start bitching about something, they sound like a bitch. Like yeah. they just sound like they're whining and bitching all the time. Mm-hmm. If Charlie Caruso prompts them, or if they are just a dick to Charlie Caruso, that right. gives them something to work off of. It's it just it seems a little easier. I mean, the, tag teams get over way easier as comedic acts because they have something to play off of. They have each other to play off of. And uh having someone else to play off of, whether you're singles or a tag team wrestler, that helps. Well, uh, Sasha Banks played her face off of the goddamn floor. Whew. Man. Well, here's how the match started. Well, first off, I wanted to say, Coach tonight didn't really add anything to color commentary, but it's his first week back, so you're going to have that. Like, He's got to find his groove. I was told (laughs) by Jack Ramsey last week, Booker T's out. Like, he's done. He's cooked. I thought maybe Percy Watson, after his showing on Saturday, may have stood a decent chance because you know you know their criteria. Yeah. Their criteria yeah, yeah, is pretty yeah. clear. Yes, it uh, is. But I thought Percy Watson did a hell of a job Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, he uh, took up the slack for, for McGinnis when he was out. Um, that, was, that was a shock, but they, they slid in Jonathan Coachman, who I used to rather like on commentary. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty insufferable. I think it's really funny um, that they did it right now when all those wonderful uh, tweets in his past of like, listen, oh yeah, listen, dudes, they're never going to sign Ronda Rousey. She's done. Why would she ever bring a loser? Being a loser. Like, everyone's like, retweet. I did it myself. Retweet. Retweet. You know how many people <laughs> I had hitting me up saying, I mean, you saw the Nakamura post yesterday, right? Yes, yes. The guy said his paper boy could beat up Nakamura, and Nakamura wasn't big enough to beat up anybody. I was like, he forearm choked a seven foot tall, three hundred and fifty pound man in a shoot yeah. fight, yeah. like. And then you know, like the, it's just the Ronda Rousey has lost two times in a row thing, and I was like, you know, once upon a time, Mike Tyson and Brock Lesnar both lost two fights in a row. Yeah, and they did all right in WWE yeah. after that. Yeah, I, I think it's also one of those things. Like if you have to have won all of your shoot fights in a row to be taken seriously uh in a, in a in a in a fake fight like i don't yeah. i don't i don't know how that works cuz a lot of these guys i hate to break it to you have never been in a real fight i was They're, i was waiting to see it in the balor cena stuff where people would be like balor doesn't look believable and i'm like guys if you all look at the body types of mma fighters Finn Balor is a much more believable looking guy in that world than than a John Cena. Like, as, as <laughs> I think it was Martin Lawrence said in Bad Boys too, Cock Diesel can't even turn around and wipe his own ass. <laughs> type of guys, yep. it's, it's not viable. But it's pro wrestling, guys. Right. Yes, yes, pro wrestling. Pro Come wrestling. on, yeah. yeah. Sasha Banks, Oscar, Oscar defeated Sasha Banks after working over Oscar for a while. There's a tilt-a-whirl bank statement applied. 
There's a struggle, then another one applies. I I love the way that she transitions in and out of these. Mm-hmm. Like it's never safe. Like once she gets it locked on, it's like she's found her groove. And I thought think that's really cool. We then see one of the grossest suicide dives ever. Now I've I've had some people telling me that she trains this spot, and that that's possible because the way that she hit the ropes doesn't look like she was diving. It looks like she was almost seesawing herself out to slide mm-hmm. out. Right. However, that's not safe. <laughs> it's horrifying. It was one of the sickest looking bumps. Yep. It was this generation's Lita jumping to the outside and scorpioning herself. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was, it was scary. Almost as, uh, uh, as scary as the knee she took to the face 30 seconds later. Um, this, this, I want to say, this is one of those things where, yeah, Sasha Banks left and Asuka showed up. And that, that was the NXT story. Once, once Sasha was gone, Asuka showed up and, and, and she, it was her that had that rivalry with Bailey, all that kind of stuff. And we have never gotten to see Sasha Banks one-on-one with Asuka ever before tonight. It was good, good, man. I really enjoyed it. It was better than I ever could have imagined. Um, And it made me go, this should have been for a title. You know, like the fact fact that all all Asuka matches are for her streak. I never bought them giving that streak to Sasha here on Raw. Sure. But if it's it's one-on-one at Mania, these two, and Sasha... Like they gave me the perfect streak to Brutus the Barber Beefcakes. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, yeah, I, I like this match a lot. I mean, there were two matches. If this were put on a pay per view and Finn Balor versus John Cena were put on a pay per view, I would buy those as legit pay per view attractions. Uh, fortunately, Sasha was okay when she got up. We'll see how she is when the adrenaline wears off and all that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. She gets a ton of stiff strikes from Asuka. A missile dropkick gets two. Armbar applied by Asuka. Sasha gets out. Sasha then dodges a flying ass to the face. And then Asuka takes a sick bump to the outside. 
a lot safer, but still another one. And you could tell it was getting lit here. Like, I, I, this is the comparison I draw it to. Like, this was a match that had a little bit of heat behind it, but I remember it was early 1996, and I encourage you guys to go back and watch it on the, net, the network. Maybe it's just me fondly looking back, but Stone Cold Steve Austin was still trying to come into his own, and he had that crappy ringmaster gimmick. And he faced Savio Vega, and I was like, all right, match, whatever, not a lot of heat. They went at it. They went at it like Savio Vega hit this spinning wheel kick into the corner and fell outside, and like they they both fell out, and they were just beating the shit out of each other. And that's the feeling I got tonight. Now, I'm not saying that one of these people is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. One of them might be Savio Vega, for all I know, Mm -hmm. but... I had that type of vibe that as as it got on, like the heat was right there. And like we're just on that cusp of Sasha just pop, just exploding. And I think that Sasha can really thrive in that heel role. And she has shown it the last two nights, Alex. Yeah, that's what uh, – this is something that was that was kind of – something was missing here. Like the, 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 the match itself was brilliant, and I th- – think they need to strike when the iron is hot with something like this. Like after last night, like B- Sasha was showing those heel tendencies throughout the entire match. She eliminated Bailey and it's like, it's my moment. I'm the one going to WrestleMania, all that kind of stuff. Did it was they the, mention that at all? They tonight? didn't mention That's it at so all. That's at stupid. all. And, and Bailey wasn't even on the show. He wrestled a match against Sonya Deville on main event, which is the death slot. Like, <sighs> Like it's it's better to not be using the taping at all. I mean, honestly, yeah. it is. Unfortunately, I hate that that's the case. But here's Give the deal: the night off. you have you have this wonderful wonderful opportunity before as Sasha's walking to be interviewed by Renee Young. Bailey takes her aside and says, "You never faced Oscar. I have. You got to be you got to be aware." She, and like give her a scouting report, and Sasha brushes her off, saying, "I got this." Just because you lost to her doesn't mean I'm going to something like that. That would have been great. And afterwards, after Sasha loses, you can have Bailey try and console her, and then Sasha snap the f out on her. Like, do something. That that's a WrestleMania is, match, in my this opinion. This is the moment to have that happen. You had the catalyst with the with the Roman uh, Royal Rumble elimination last night. Yeah, you had this wonderful opportunity to set that up. That that match, Sasha heal Sasha against Bailey is a WrestleMania caliber one-on-one women's match that you don't need to put the title. Up so, some people, you just need to get over inside the ring. And Sasha Banks versus Bayley is a way that you can at least give it a shot because we've yeah. seen what they're capable of. And on a grand stage, yeah, they can do it. So uh, after that sick fall, there, there are double knees to the floor from Sasha Banks, another from the top rope. That was nasty looking. Asuka lock is countered into a bank statement, then back into the Asuka lock. Asuka gains a submission. This was a lot of fun. This was, was a lot of fun, man. This was a great match. It's one of those things like, it's hard to say this because Charlotte and, and Sasha had a bunch of great matches there last year or the year before, whenever it was. God, it's been a while. Um, but this might be the best women's match in the history of, of Raw. Like, it's, it was so good. I mean, it was scary as hell, and there were certain moments where, I like that, that, that did not look good. But the entire time I was watching and going, "My God, they're just they're killing each other in there." You know what I mean? Like it was that was it certainly is the best one without a title on the line. 
Yeah, like, I was going to say, I, mean, I may be a little more partial to the Sasha Charlotte, I think, Falls Count Anywhere match. That was a really yeah, good one. Yeah, but the one where she, where she put the bank statement on her on the, on the railing on the stairs up in yeah. the arena. That was, that, that was probably it. the best one ever. But this one didn't have a title on the line and didn't yeah. need it. Like, it just it had that stuff. animosity between two great competitors. The next match did have a title on the line. The Bar defeated Titus Worldwide. I'm glad that they just, poof, here you go, title shot. You beat mm-hmm. these guys a couple times. Good point of WWE continuity in doing this. Uh, Titus was beating the turds out of Cesaro in the corner. Mother yeah. of God. Yeah. That was, yeah. oh boy. The bar worked over Titus for a while. He battled back, got a clothesline, made a hot tag. I was happy to see Cruz get the hot tag here and happy to see Corey Graves explain why people do flips. Because yeah. for whatever kayfabe reason, Corey Graves has been very good about that lately. Like somebody will question something, especially Coachman and Knight, who who is like kind of playing like an old curmudgeon. He's basically playing Al Snow, who he who yeah. he actually was his broadcast partner back in the day. Yeah. You don't need to do those flips. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant was the best match at WrestleMania three. <laughs> he is screw everybody. He's that guy who's like. WWE will never be as good as it was when I was there. Yeah. You know? Even yeah. though he's there. Yeah, even though he's there now. That's what he'll do. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, exactly. We need more Kenzo Suzuki. That's my <laughs> Kenzo Suzuki shot for the day. The bar almost kills Apollo on this pop-up power bomb. That was that was nuts. I, I honestly feel like that was supposed to be Apollo like reversing it into a hurricane rana. I thought so. But the only way that would have worked is if the ring was like five feet wider. Yeah. Like it just didn't – he's, he's too big of a dude to get that tight, you know, spin with that. And it was just – it looked nasty. Well, uh, the bar get the win. Sure. Do we get a rematch for Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan? Jason Jordan's been banged up. I think that – this is me speculating. I'll find out tonight. But I get the feeling that's why he didn't work the Rumble and most of that match last night was because yes. – He's been banged up. That's that's my feeling uh, too. Uh, I, I assume we get a, a rematch that they lose, which is the catalyst to turn them against each other. Um, it it gosh, you know, it's too it's too soon. I feel like they're going to have the three um, other qualifying matches for the for elimination chamber next week. But I would love it if the the fallout from them losing their their uh, tag team title rematch would be Jason Jordan saying, I want in the elimination chamber and I want to face Seth to do it and making Kurt make that match and Seth beats him anyway. And then you get the full Jason Jordan turn on Seth and allow that to be, but I don't think that we'll have, we don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's such a, uh, everything's so truncated because they're trying to get everything out uh, is really quick because the elimination chamber is going to be here before you know it. Well, we have three more Raws. So there, there's a little bit of time, just a yeah. little bit of time. By the way, guys, I, as I mentioned, I have an article coming up this week on what was cut from Raw 25. I can tell you the three segments that were had time cut. Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt had five minutes cut from it. The Revival versus Balor Club and the main event segment all had time cut from them. Also, the Alicia Fox injury, it's a bummer. It looks like a broken tailbone. She'll be out a while. Happened in rehearsals for this match. They had a ring set up. For all these girls to work in, which I got some heat today 
Oh wow. boy, did I get some heat today. People were mad. I had one person who was mad that I didn't point out that that Lana is a bad wrestler because I said that Tori Wilson was a bad wrestler. Now keep in mind, Lana didn't do anything bad in the match. And they said, well, you should have said that it's because of her limited skill set. They didn't even have her do anything. And I was like, Joy Giovanni didn't do anything either because she wasn't in the match. But I'm not going to talk about her. Listen. Oh, I got some heat, man. People get mad if you'll point out botches in a women's wrestling match, man. I, I enjoyed the match last night, but there was some bad wrestling in it. Like, mm-hmm. that's just... the I... I I don't necessarily agree with the I, with the notion that was put forth today to me and to you that um, it proves that it wasn't their in ring ability; it was the creative that didn't give them a shot, and that's why oh, yeah. the division sucked for so long. It's like, well, yes and no. I think there were some of them who probably could have could have done a lot better than what they were given, but Kelly Kelly couldn't have no. You know what I mean? And they they decided let's put her in this thing. She botched everything that she did in there. Like, yeah, I mean that's the, that's just an objective truth. I, I saw a tweet that said that her eliminations and near eliminations looked more like homicide trying to climb out of that like Thunderdome cage on that episode of Impact. Yeah, it, it was really rough. Now, had WWE went like full on balls to the wall with your Beth Phoenix, your Natalia, your Gail Kim. Your Michelle McCool's, uh, probably even Layla with, I know I'm missing some, Eve Torres probably could have done it. Like, there, or she had, you know, she was a little limited, but she would have kind of rose to the occasion. Right. Then I don't have any doubts that they could have something similar to what they have today. Like, hey, Beth Phoenix got in there and she was like, finally. Like, Beth Phoenix could show back up tomorrow. Wish she and would. be a major part of the women's division Wish in she today's WWE. And here's the other thing. You have, like, the Bella Twins were trash for a long time. And they, they put in the work and they got better. Like, and, and I'll, I'll absolutely say that, like, I really actually really like the stuff that Nikki Bella oh, does in the ring. I liked Brie Bella's retirement match more than I liked Lita or Trish Stratus's <laughs> retirement match. Yeah. Her transition into the yes lock I thought was was beautiful. I could yeah. tell she worked on it. When yeah. Nikki Bella reinvented herself and started to forearm people in the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> all about it, man. Like, but yeah. Kelly, Kelly, come on. What happened last year, Alex? She showed up. She's like, I'm ready. And they said, no, you're not. <laughs> like one of the road agents said, no, you're not. You can't do it. Yep. So they gave her this spot. I thought it was a good way to pay homage to uh, the women who helped get them there. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping that next year. Now, I'm not opposed to seeing some some legends in next year's Rumble, as with any Royal Rumble. Sure. Yeah. Tori Wilson, Kelly Kelly. Let's let's move on past them. Let's stick with the yeah. and even though Michelle McCool messed up some spots, let's keep the Michelle McCools, the the Beth Phoenixes, the the Trish Stratuses, the one who can go in the ring. As you uh, said, there's Victoria a- would have been one that I would have loved too because I mean that finisher changed my life because I saw that finisher for the first time and I shrieked, <laughs> shrieked. Uh, as you said, there's room I think on the Mania card to do an eight woman tag match of the legends versus the current roster. Um, and yeah. that, if as long as you pick the right four legends, that could be a lot of fun. You yeah, know, give so, me, give me about 15 minutes less of Peter Rosenberg 
flapping his gums and let me let me just have that match. Yes. Cuz yeah. if yeah, I'm sure the crowd would appreciate that too as a post. John Cena defeated Finn Balor. Who in the hell called a test of strength spot in this match? If it's John Cena, I know I'll be able to go back review the tape and hear him call it. Now, they said <laughs> there was something now. Shinsuke now. Now Shinsuke. My now. god. Now <laughs> When I saw something was going on in the crowd, and I was like, well, I know it ain't a goddamn beach ball, or else John Cena would have jumped the barricade to put the beach ball over. The beach ball's going to Elimination Chamber if there's a beach ball in the crowd, because John Cena's flat on his back, staring at the lights for the three-second tan. Uh, Why did Gallows and Anderson come out and then disappear? I don't know, man. It was like, please welcome gallows and anderson so they could do their little pose with the three two sweets they're magicians that's right the magic killer holy <laughs> that's right they had they had gimmick some, they had some magic to go kill so they had yeah. to go do that hot dog this is the typical john cena match you really milk the crowd at, at a snail's pace then it kind of picks up Balor go Balor and Cena go back and forth after Balor dodges a five knuckle shuffle i thought it was a good tide turning point in the match without exhausting the audience the thing is, it never really like went into third or fourth gear. There were some finishers exchanged. A solid AA gets a two. Coach played up the fact that Cena was too worried about trolling the Philly crowd. I like that. I thought that was a good touch. STF applied. Balor gets out. Then a super AA gets the win. So John Cena working Elimination Chamber. We knew that his schedule was picking up after WrestleMania, but here he is working, uh, working Elimination Chamber. Yeah, this made this made me scratch my head. Like Valor had a whole lot of um, momentum here, um, and John Cena. You know, they even said it during the Rumble. Like somebody, the three guys were standing up in the ring. Was like Shinsuke Nakamura from SmackDown, Roman Reigns from Raw, and John Cena, a free agent. That free agency lasted all of like seventeen minutes because now he's on Raw again. Um, yeah, and it just it's one of those things where like, okay, fine. That's a, a convention we all have to accept, but I feel like if if you're going to wind up, you know, having the Taker Cena match, which we don't know if that's actually happening yet, um, we we also don't think he's challenging Brock for the belt, so there's no way he, he needs to be in the Elimination Chamber. I guess that's a way of selling more pay per views if people still buy pay per views, but some network subs maybe. Yeah, but it's just one weird thing. Like it, it felt like Balor had all the all the all the mo- uh, momentum here um, with his new tweak, like that that backstage that into the phone promo that they showed the the Balor one was actually pretty good. Like, and it was a good promo. He made a lot of. I love that he's insisting on using over all over the all, all the time because of that that rumored thing that that Vince doesn't think he's over enough to be a champion. Mm-hmm. He is like listen to the crowd. The crowd loved him. That was the one thing about this match. It was all kind of wonky. Was 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 John Cena apologizing to the crowd, knowing he was going to go over, 
so they would like him more at the end when he went over. It was weird. Roy Soria said that Michael Cole said, <laughs> John Cena is one step closer to his dream of going to WrestleMania. <laughs> the balls on that guy. The balls of Michael Cole. Like, I don't know. There's no way he was fed that line. There's no way that Vince McMahon is back there telling him to say that. Like, even that's too much for Vince McMahon. Oh, oh, that's good, good uh, stuff right there. But the the thing thing about the whole apolog, apologetic Cena having won <laughs> is we didn't get a really good defiant point. We didn't get yeah. the real point. We got a we got a. No, I think I think Rousey met the quota last night. <laughs> like to the uh, point to where I'm like, that's rude. Okay, let's not point so much. Haven't you been taught any manners? Yeah, uh, Jesus. I, I, uh, I'm, um, I'm interested in seeing uh, where where this goes. Uh, I mean, this is the whole thing. Is now you, you're going to have bronze in it. Elias is in it. He's not winning. Cena's in it. He's not winning. Um, so you figure out who the next three guys are. I'm not really sure. Reigns Rain, will be in it, uh, but we hasn't he hasn't done that yet. We don't know who's going to face. Probably Miz, like you said. I would love it if Miz was one of the other th- three guys. Like I think he'd be great in this kind of match. I'm 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 sad that it, it probably won't be Samoa Joe as well. You know, um, in any way, because um, I think he'd be great in this kind of thing. But you're going to have to work really hard to convince me that Braun's not just going to break out of his pod whenever he wants to. Yeah, and pin everybody. Maybe he does. That's here's the thing. That's what they should do. Yeah. But if you're if you're hell bent on using this match as a way to get Roman in the main event of Mania against Brock, you've got a hell of a lot to do to, to figure out how to get Braun out of there. So we'll see. Um, the one thing I did want to ask you personally is what you think about um, well Nikki and Nia Jax and everybody going after Ronda there Rousey. No, there I was about to bring that up. Uh, they're trying to work an angle hard. <laughs> now, now let me in. Let me let me let you all in. I've been covering Ronda Rousey a long time. I did a feature today. Like, I mean, for the love of God, I personally encouraged for years Jessamine Duke to get into pro wrestling. I was like, you should do it. You should do it. There's nobody your size, your athleticism. Now Charlotte's around. Different skill set, sure, but Ronda Rousey comes from, like, you, you'll have people acting like she's not the real deal because she lost a couple fights. She broke a lot of records before that. Also, she uh, is super confrontational. Yeah. Now, uh, she has, I've not seen her smile like that, maybe ever. Yeah. Maybe ever. Yeah. She had, this has literally followed her for a long time, but she was pissed off at Paige Van Zant for congratulating Holly Holm for beating her. So, unless these girls cleared it, unless these girls went up to rousey last night and said like hey we're gonna work an angle yeah then uh rousey may be pissed with it i don't know that's me speculating uh maybe and you know at this point ronda rousey should just put her working hat on full on yeah just put your working hat on if it's in the same company assume they're working because that's what they're trying to do yeah, I, I uh, they're, what they're doing is they're retweeting this WWE tweet that says, "Up next, we relive the moment you've all been talking about, Ronda Rousey." And 
Nia Jax, for one, said, uh, cool, she's here. I guess 30 women making history could just be forgotten. It's like, oh, and then Nikki Bella's like got four or five tweets out there. Like, it's just, um, it's it's fun. Listen, they're all trying to figure out who's going to face. Uh, you, know, you know who didn't tweet that? Who's that? Asuka. Yeah. Is that, no. By the no. way, guys, Ronda Rousey's idea of full time is not like she ain't making town. She ain't wrestling Poughkeepsie. By the way, because she but wasn't there, she wasn't there tonight, and it was in the same town that it was in last night. I just, I do love the whole. She signed a full time contract, quoted as saying, "This is my life now," and like yeah. she couldn't, she couldn't stick around for twelve hours. It's, it's full time money. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> And, you know, I had some people in the media saying, like, they were taking shots at the co-opted coverage with ESPN and WWE. But this is more about Ramona Shelburne than ESPN because Rousey has been friendly with her for a long time, like one of the only people she'll talk to. And there are people like that. Like, I mean, there are just people in sports and wrestling and stuff like that that they'll, they like one guy or one girl, and they'll talk to that one person. So I didn't think that was as bad. WWE's co-opted coverage with ESPN – Kind of ended with the coach when he got fired. So there you go. Uh, we had New Japan, new beginning in Sapporo night two. Bullet Club exploded. Jay White defeated uh, defeated Kenny Omega to become the IWGP United States Championship. That is a super curious build that they have going on with Jay White. Like he couldn't beat a hobbled Tanahashi who later got his knee ripped apart by Suzuki. And now Tanahashi's on the shelf. That uh, Tanahashi-Suzuki match, really good. Then there was this incredible match with Young Bucks and Rapongi 3K that you all should go out of your way to watch. For those of you, if it, you know anybody that says that the Young Bucks can't sell or won't sell, have them watch any match that Matt Jackson has worked this month. It's been really, really good storytelling, impeccable storytelling. So after Kenny Omega loses his championship to Jay White, Hangman Page comes out to challenge Switchblade Jay White. It's a customary thing they do in Japan. They don't have the mandatory uh, rematch clause, and it's as simple as somebody walking out and challenging somebody. Wouldn't fly here every time, but it works in Japan. Kenny Omega takes a little bit of like offense to this, and he's like, hold on, let me give him this title. He just won from me. Show him some respect. And Cody Rhodes takes to the ring, and he's like, this is Hangman's moment. This is Hangman's moment. Kenny Omega kind of pushes down Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson, who's been battling a bad back injury all month long. Now, Matt Jackson's his boy. Their best, their best friend's been around for 10 years, got being the elite. Now, they, I, I kind of love the corniness of how like extreme everybody was like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that to the guy that does 450s off of the top of the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> eventually uh the young bucks leave the ring but cody comes back in after an embrace with kenny omega kenny omega tries to, to make peace cody rhodes beats the shit out of kenny omega with the aid of hangman page marty Skrull's there watching on alex we have three different like like there's so much going on in this bullet club situation i think it's going to splinter into the elite Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, genius in setting that up themselves. You've got Marty Skrull, Hangman Page. You've got Cody Rhodes. That's ready-made if you want it. But then you've got some guys that are just kind of being quiet. 
and that's Tomatonga, who was once a major player in the company. Bad Luck Fale, who WWE wanted, and he was like, now nah, I'll stay in New Japan. They started the Bullet Club. I mean, literally invented it with these guys. So there's a chance that all this splinters off, but these guys didn't speak a word of Japanese, but everybody in that crowd knew what they were doing. And for, for what we've said about how well Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura can translate their charisma, I got a bullet club. People were saying it was dead years ago, Alex. This is a hot angle, and they're running their own show this year. Yeah, th- this was so great. Like, n- n- not only all these things that you've talked about, but the real ending to this story is, is a payoff of what? Years years between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Oh, God. And, I, I hadn't even put that in there. Hadn't yeah. even put that in there. Yeah, The friction between Cody and Kenny Omega has been building for, like, right. forever. Right. Like, to the point to where, had they ran with Cody and Kenny at the Tokyo yeah. Dome, that would have been great. But Jericho came along. Throughout this whole period, Cody's been messing with Kota Ibushi, who is Kenny Omega's buddy. Yeah. It just... And then Kota Ibushi made the save, and they hugged, and the place went nuts. They dropped confetti on their hug. Like, it was, they, it was a major friggin' moment, man. Then they weave into being the elite this entire storyline. And they, they're able to do it with comedy. And being the elite right now, to me, as a, as a wrestling fan and a wrestling viewer before a journalist, it is uh, breaking ground level of entertainment and storyline progression because new japan and roh let them integrate it into their shows some brilliant stuff man like they got their dad over as a musician he does all the music for them yeah it's it's just it's really really good stuff i uh can't recommend this angle enough and you got like question marks like where what's going to happen with fale tamatanga his two brothers, because Haku apparently has 24 kids. So, like, <laughs> like just out of nowhere last year, they, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Haku has this seven-foot-tall kid. Huh? Yeah. How can you just do that? Yeah. You can't just pop up. There's, like, a factory, man. This is, what, what do we say that we crave in our wrestling storytelling? Continuity. Just con- Yeah, man. And to have that kind of continuity where you are able to dovetail this story that's been building with the elite and the bullet club for months with this history that, that Kenny and Coda have together. Like that's kind of amazing that you could figure out a way of, of doing that considering what we've, we've come to expect from the storytelling in the, in the biggest wrestling company in the world where it's like, you know, they, they forget about things, you know, on the daily this is like, no, no, no. Remember this? What if we did this that added to that old thing? And on top of that, it's like layers and layers and layers. It's like an onion wrapped in an onion wrapped in an onion. Like it's- Very excited to see what New Japan does moving forward and all that stuff. Man, it's, it's, it was just real good TV. And New Japan has recognized that there are a lot of eyeballs that they can capture in America, in North America, in the UK and adding some adding English language speaking stars and commentary has really helped uh, guys, please visit fightful.com. Follow us at fightful online listing your boy on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. We might be shooting. We might be shooting. 
We've got SmackDown Live post-show tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. Numbers have been crazy this weekend. I want to thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I really thank all of you who come and watch the show, download the show, listen to the show, and especially those of you who uh, interact with us on Twitter at Fightful Online and Fightful Wrestle at Fightful MMA, and those of you who join our uh, live discussion pages. I want to see all of you over there in those as well. Thank you guys so much. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Till next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.